Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Ready to pop the question? The jewelers at BlueNile.com have got sparkle down to a science with beautiful lab-grown diamonds worthy of your most brilliant moments. Their lab-grown diamonds are independently graded and guaranteed identical to natural diamonds, and they're ready to ship to your door. Go to BlueNile.com and use promo code LISTEN to get $50 off your purchase of $500 or more. That's code LISTEN at BlueNile.com for $50 off. BlueNile.com, code LISTEN. This is a Lip Media Podcast. Please be advised, this podcast contains Armacane, you've done it again. It is not suitable for people who have applied for the amazing race. Or Gogglebox. Spit roasting you slowly in a waiting for Telstra fruit hat. Oh, little baby Jesus, Kim Jesus. Dickhead. Oh, fuck me, really. Just like Australian story, but sexy. All I had was me undies on. Did you forget your pants today? Yeah. I'm going and ripped it up the road. Nice big burnout. They came bounding over. Every three months, a person was torn to pieces by a crocodile in North Queensland. I'm feeling a bit sick about this. This is not, this was a complete accident. I'm so sorry. It's Amanda. I'm so sorry. It was fed to me wrong. Someone chock a block there behind the camel shed. Where? Gun Chopper. Yeah, we know. We absolutely know. We've literally known for longer than you. Yeah, it's been a little while. It's been a, it's been a bit of time since you last heard from us. But don't ever look at us like that. Because life happens. Yeah, life fucking happens, okay? While you're sitting there without your little podcast, we've actually been through some shit, okay? And you know what? We're back now. Safe and sound. We've got a cheese board in front of us. A smoky Dutch <laughs> that tastes like a Frankfurt. And a lit vanilla Ikea candle. And we're here to tell you we're back with a vengeance. But while we're gone, <laughs> you miss this. Jack and I fell down a hole in Cooper Pedy, and Jack thought, hey, why don't we just keep digging, see where we go? So we dug, 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 dug for 16 days straight. <sighs> God, it was tiring. Then we could see a crack of light. 
A crack of light piercing through the clay. Just a slither. That's the first light we've seen in about six months. My hands were bleeding. We lost the mole woman. Hey! Her hands bled out. (laughs) But that kept us alive. (sighs) And we had to leave her behind. Where are you going, you smelly butt knuckles? In that scene in The Hunger Games where he drops that old lady into the, the mist that's rolling down the hill? That's what we did. You'll never make it out of here without this sweaty mole. We didn't drop her. <laughs> we flopped her. And away she went. But now as we see this little... <laughs> but now as we see this little crack... This little crack that keeps getting bigger and bigger... We're not sure if it's a stack of gold, a lump of mould, a lightning rod, a fish that's a cod. What we can see is a little bit of hope. So we kept digging and digging and digging for another four days until finally Jack was able to pop his big toe out there Mm. and test the temperature. Mm. He could feel a light breeze on his big toe. Oh my God. It must be the other side of something. So we kept digging and digging and digging and digging and digging. digging. Then I stuck my head out with a big, great pop. (laughs) Could see around me seagulls, the waves crashing, movement, wind, sand was getting in my mouth. Little sea turtles. Where are we? We're at the foot of Port Melbourne. (sighs) Stage four, eh? We dug our way to the very tippy-top of Port Melbourne. Heartland of Victoria, where the ship's entered. (sighs) Uh Uh-oh, Jack. I have a feeling that we're going to get found out and we're going to get extradited back to New South Wales. I don't think I'm ready to go back. I'm not ready to go back at all. In fact, I'm ready to leave the entire mainland, if I'm honest. True. Been a long time. Okay, let me pop my head back in. Let's keep digging a little bit, but really discreetly so those COVID marshals don't kick us out of Port Melbourne. Oh, we're out! <laughs> hey, is that a P&O cruise? I think it is. Is that the Ruby Princess? Oh. Yeah, she's just waiting here for us. How dare she show her face again after that little caboodle she fucking pulled. PR scandal. <laughs> you should try talking to the Ruby Princess's publicist. She's not happy. She's in Gotanamo Bay. <laughs> <laughs> All right, bread thieves and adulterers will come aboard first for the direct to Devonport. I think he said he's going to Tasmania, which is actually off... The mainland of Australia. Do you have your binoculars? Give um, me a look. I have a microscope. Thank you. Oh my god. What is that? That is the spirit of Tasmania. Oh my god. Everyone would tell me stories about this boat in primary school, them vomiting on it, and it's just like I've always wanted to come here. I heard they have four canteens. A Chico roll is always hot on the spirit of Tasmania. I'm... I'm... 
really excited, especially because this is the first trip we'll be taking in a long time. Exactly. For us. For us, together. The last trip we took was Cooper Pedy. All right. Mm-mm. Okay. Here's my plan. We do a Chappelle Corby SAS crawl to get onto the boat. Yeah, okay. We're going to go under the dock, yeah. under the port. Just, we just have to hold our breaths while we do that. Yeah. I'm guessing we try and just swim mm. and climb up. Would I be yeah, naive yeah, yeah, to well, say we could swim and climb up? The crazy thing about the Spirit of Tasmania is that there's actually a little manhole at the bottom of it. Oh. So a lot of water goes in, but you can swim up there. Mm. Okay. So just straight for the bottom of the boat. Okay, ready? Crawl. Oh. <laughs> you got to crawl before you dive. <laughs> Do you? <laughs> yeah. Crawling. Shut up and give me some of that smoke, poor Piri. Ready? Crawl. You're kicking sand in my face. Sorry, sorry. Oh my god, turn around. Is that the mole woman? Thought you could get rid of me that easy, did ya? Quick, go. We can't take her with us. Here's the water. Quick, get in. Oh, it's cold. Oh Oh my my god. god. It's like natural spring water, though. That's really nice. Is it? (laughs) (laughs) We'll try. We'll go. go. Yeah, I'm just drinking. Just drink it while you swim. I don't can't hold my breath for very long, so uh-huh. let's go. Ready? Okay. <gasps> You're gonna have to guide me because I don't know where the fucking hole is. Right under the bottom of the bar. Right okay. under. Is there a class system on the Spirit of Tasmania? Because I want to go with the Irish dancers. <laughs> Apparently that's all who owns these ships these days. Mm. Just Irish dancers. The captain of the boat. Shall we meet him? Yeah, let's okay. do it. Excuse me, sir. We would like to meet you. We declare that we would like to meet you as passengers aboard. The only passengers aboard. We order you to meet us. See, I, I think you don't know who I am. But I, I, Ruby Tees, am a big deal in a place called Chippendale. Have you ever... I think he's going to believe us that we're royalty. We must meet him. We're the Duchess and Duke of New South Wales. Yes. Hi, oi! Am I really in the presence of royalty, I? I don't believe you've been there. But Obviously you haven't. We can tell in your inflection. No, not I. I'm wedded to the sea. We request that you show us some Irish dancing and show us some of your traveller, your Irish, your Dublish, your Northern Irish traveller roots with some Irish dancing. I first learned of the traditional jig when I was found as a baby by the IRA in the doorsteps of Fiona's fish shop. Uh, you were either a bare-fisted boxer or a stiff shoe river dancer.
kind of cute. Should I leave you in here till the morning, you two? Okay, bye. <laughs> because it's a biodiverse sensitive state, we had to smuggle ourselves on the backs of fairy penguins. Mm. And but it was seriously the most body contact I've had in like, months. Months. We were nervous, yeah. but we got there. Yeah, eventually. And then we arrived at none other than Cradle Mountain. Cradle Mountain, that's right. We jumped on a little tourist bus that was only for the locals. Toot-toot, chugga-chugga. Little do they know, we're not locals at all. And here we are, the postcard state. Cradle Mountain. The big cradling forest that is the prehistoric Cradle Mountain. Cradle Mountain, hey? It's like an ancient rainforest with big tree trunks covered in a green, moist moss. Snow-covered peaks. We can just see as the sun is falling. Prematurely, of course. The air is thick with fresh cold. We're looking over what should be like a glacier lake. But we can still see it moving. There's big prehistoric pebbles covered in an orange iron with dry grass under our feet as we walk. Hey Jack, what's that glowing little light? It's a hut. I think that might be a little campfire inside. It's got to be something. Or a literal 1920s flame light. Oh, nope. It's a campfire. <laughs> Thank God, I'm freezing. <laughs> With two big rotting timber rocking chairs. Serves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings, from premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts. Start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 40% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. 
For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at Sleep Number stores or sleepnumber.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Well, I guess we should just take a seat then and soak up the serenity. Mm. There's blankets over here as well. Do you want one? Yes, please. Check us one. Oh, oh, it's actually the it's actually the hide of a cow, but same thing. I think that's quite trendy. Mm. Some people yeah. think it's disgusting. Well, as a as a rug, it's disgusting. But as a blanket, it's beautiful. Well, it's a, a natural garment, mm. if you will. Yeah. We're here. And how are you how are you feeling about everything? Look, I'm going well. This morning, I announced to a room full of strangers that a dog was barking at me because he can probably smell my pussy. <laughs> But I was referring to my cat. Well, that's perfect. And not my clapping flap. <laughs> it does clap. You mm. ever hear something happening in the background of the podcast? It's usually Ruby's vagina. Or our little house friend. Oh, there it is there. Mm. But really, we've actually had a huge life event. We have. About two months ago, I got a phone call from my dad saying that my mum had terminal cancer. Out of nowhere... Just after we we had that little chat about Cooper PD. So yeah, got the phone call. Obviously the worst nightmare situation for anybody. It's like those phone calls that you see in movies or like people are like on the ground screaming. Classic. Sit it let's like sit on the clutch. Yeah. We're going to fourth gear. <laughs> That's what it, it was a phone call and it was like you nodding, going, Okay, yeah. Let's I will get it find done. you. Yeah. I, I don't will know find who you. you are. Yeah. <laughs> and I will kill you. Oh maybe we shouldn't. <laughs> That's why I just said, and I will find you. <laughs> Got the phone call, and as many of you may know from our trip to Barrel, my family lives in Barrel. Jack's family actually lived in the big potato. Yeah. <laughs> the design. For 18 years. Mm. For 18 years, we lived in that big log of a shit in Robertson. It was, yeah. We got matching shirts when we went down there the other day as well. We're wearing them now. Yeah, we're wearing them now. And I spent two months in total down there there was basically a month of that horrible nightmare situation where you know somebody's dying so I was down there at the Barrel Hospital as soon as I got down she was in hospital and we had a few conversations the first time I visited her after coming down from Sydney because I haven't seen my family since March pre-corona the first time I've seen her in that long and the conversation was like how are you feeling about dying (laughs) that sort of thing conversations that you don't think you're going to have at the age of 22. How was she in that conversation? Well, she was amazing. She just immediately switched into gear like she does with everything in her life. And she was like, well, I'm okay because I've been around for ages and I always thought that this was going to happen to me. She always had a feeling that she wouldn't live to be a really old lady, which I sort of did as well. Sometimes you can, you just know that it's not going to happen like that. And she spent her whole life being a really vibrant, energetic person. So I'm happy that she could do that for as long as she did. Yeah, she just said to me, this is shit. 
for everyone, but mostly for you guys, and you're going to deal with it. It's going to be fine. And we're going to figure out ways to deal with it over the next few months. So we didn't know how long she had. So we took every opportunity that we could. I had the conversations that you think you're going to have over the whole course of your life with your parents. Like things like, what should I do in this very specific situation? We talked about what it would feel like when I met someone I was going to marry, that sort of thing. We talked about what it would be like for me to have to deal with the grief of her passing a long time after it happened, because she'd been dealing with it with her brother for five years. And I saw while she was processing that, she's a very tough lady, she was like really knocked down by that whole situation. She, she really just spent the whole time equipping me with the things that I needed. She, if she didn't say those things to me, I wouldn't be sitting here right now fine talking about this. And because she loved the podcast so much, she would she would be like, Jack, if you don't fucking make a podcast episode about this, I swear to God. She did say to me a few months ago, she was like, I'd love to be on the podcast at one point. I'd love to you to me to come on and be like the old perspective. But I, I fucking know all of her... I know exactly what perspectives she would have now, so I'm just going to fucking share them all the time. Were you surprised by anything in that experience? Oh, heaps of things. There's, like, a few main things that I've come away... Like, you know when you go through a major, like, traumatic event, whether it's, like, a big breakup or a horrible thing that happens to you at any random time, you always come away from it with lots of lessons. The, the first lesson, which I'll, I'll start on this lesson because it's the least sort of nice, <laughs> is that, like, people have no idea how to talk about death. No idea. <laughs> That's me. We're sitting here pointing at herself. Going, is- I told Jack at the start of this, I I think the most mature thing I've done this year is to tell Jack that he, even though it's also very selfish of me, but he needs to... Sorry, I'm going to cry. That's okay. <laughs> sorry, I'm not very good at these. That's all right. It's nice. Um, that he needs to guide me. Hmm. Because um, I didn't have any words for someone like that. Mm. Like worst nightmare. Yeah. And you don't have any. You don't. You don't expect to have. You don't. Your whole teen life, you prepare for what you're gonna do when your parents or a sibling dies. Hopefully, not in. You do a lot of doomsday prepping. Yeah, and you just the you back think, of your head somewhere. Mm-hmm. It's not an everyday task, but you always sort of think. You always about think of oh, what would I say, what I do, but I just always thought it wouldn't happen for years. Mm. Yeah, yeah. And I don't think I'm a very emotional person until it gets this thing, and then I just go, "Wow, crazy!" Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. But I just told Jack to leave me. Yeah. Which is totally not Jack's responsibility. No, but it's it's it's. <laughs> What I need, and I've really mm. appreciated that. And there's a few people who have, like, clocked on to, like, you and a few of my other really good friends have clocked on to the fact that there's nothing you can... No words of advice, no, like, bits of service that you can give at yeah. this time. They're nice, but you just need to fill the space that she leaves. Mm. And you fill that by getting even closer with the people that you love in your life that are your family. And I'm really lucky to have people up here that are like my family because she she loves all of my friends so much. Can I ask a question? Yeah, of course. 
What was the last day like? The last day... The last day is weird because I'm going to think about that day for the rest of my life. So it's very like every second of that day is like in my head. So a few days before the last day, she'd gone really fast downhill. So we all sort of thought, let's just stay there as much as we can. No sleep for a few days. On the second last day, we decided to get a priest in for her and do what you're sort of meant to do, I Mm. guess. We're a family that have never really been to church. We went to Catholic school, but... um, my parents always just shit talk the fuck out of Catholicism and religion and the institution. Everything that is yeah. building to be quite a little stain yeah. on this nation. Exactly. Yeah. It turns into a different thing, I think, because it's not really because when you get to that stage, you have no idea what to do. This person that you've known your whole life in front of you is now a different sort of person. You're changing. You need some sort of grounding and comfort for what's happening. So we got this old sort of teacher from my school in who's also a priest and he just came in and she saw him come in and she, she just lit up with like the biggest smile. She'd never seen this man in her life. Lit up with the biggest smile and then reached her hand up and grabbed his hand. Said, hello. Someone who had been so weak for the past few days giving this little like burst of energy was just the most affirming thing ever and that's what she needed. And that's all that we wanted, whatever she would want. Later, after the priest had left... We were sort of, like, strapping in for the long night. So, like, I was doing a coffee order. said to everyone, what coffee do you want? And she sort of woke up and said, I want a tea. She hadn't had an appetite for a long time. I was like, oh, you want a tea? And she, like, popped her head up and was like, yes, please. And then I was like, I'll just go down the street and get it and I'll be back soon. And she said she put both of her hands up after she'd... she put both of her hands up and told me to come in for a hug and I gave her a hug and she said thank you thank you thank you thank you and it wasn't like maybe she was saying thank you for the tea but the conversations that we'd shared in the lead up to that I just knew that she was proud of me the way that I'd stepped up the way that I'd handled the situation with the strength that she gave me. It was just sort of like, let's get to work. And I think that was her way of saying thank you. And that was, yeah, I gave her a big hug and then I walked off and got her a tea, which is really nice. I don't want to get grim at all, but um, I keep saying that to people <laughs> who haven't... <laughs> I'm like, I've got to be polite like, to people why who... why are you fucking... Yeah. Why are you postmarking this? Yeah. <laughs> I've got to be polite to people who don't know what death looks like. That's fine. But also, I feel like we should talk about death a bit more, mm. right? Because everyone's yeah. going to... Everybody is going to be around it, right? So let's all start talking about it. And then it's much less scary when it happens, I think, personally. It's always horrible, but it's much less scary. I had an ex, my friend, passed away... February 2019 and my ex-boyfriend just couldn't handle me crying about it. Um, that's really bad. Oh, yeah. And these, these people like mid-twenties, like, that's pretty bad. Mm, yeah. It's crazy because as soon as you have the sort of perspective of someone really close to you dying, it's so clear to you who can see how that feels. Like, it's like suddenly you see people with either like a tick on their head or a big cross over their head. And that sounds really brutal. That's the way it feels. 
because you can talk about it with some people and other people just have no, they're so sort of closed off scared, to the idea. Scared. Yeah. Like a safe. And that's no fault of their own, but just it's the way we need to talk about this more. We need to have conversations about this with each other because it's like the, it's the only sort of like guarantee in life. You're going to die. Mm. So let's chat about it. One of my friends who maybe will listen to this episode sent me a message on Instagram. We weren't that close, but sent me a message on Instagram saying, welcome to the club. On the surface, you might think like, oh, welcome to the club. That's a bit insensitive, but that perfectly <laughs> encapsulates what it's like. You enter this club of people who know what that pain is like. There's, I've experienced like pain in my life in a lot of different ways, but that pain is such a different... Deep, wounding, yeah, structural... Mm, structural. Your trunk being blown out. Yeah. And then, and then you could feel a big hole in your base. Mm, yeah. And I'm guessing. No, yeah, that's <laughs> totally what it is. A lot of people say, like, it'll get easier with time. Time is your friend. And yes. But tell in me some that ways, in 15 years. Yeah. Because that's ways, the time we're talking about. Exactly. Time is also a very sort of daunting thing thinking about this. All the time that I have ahead without her. It does get better with time, but not in the ways that you sort of think it does. You always think about them. Every time I see a photo of her, there's a bit of pain, but there's also a bit of joy. It's a deep wounding pain, but it's also, when you feel that pain, you just are reminded of how much love that you had with that person. That the pain is so deep because your relationship was so beautiful. That's been a crazy thing to realize as well. Realizing when somebody goes, how big of a hole they leave. Now I can see that with all of my relationships. I want to see that now, how much power and impact they have on my life before I realize what's gone. So I've been trying to sort of like count my blessings with the people that I have in my life at the moment because there have been so many people who have absolutely dropped everything for me. That's like the most selfless thing you can do. When something like this happens, you see all of the best qualities in people, the way that they care about you so much, the way that they the way that they want you to be happy and they want you to feel loved and safe. Have you seen any rainbows, butterflies or Oh my god. That's that's crazy. Because you know me, I'm the most like cynical person in the world. Mm-hmm. Like I'm literally like a ninety five year old man in I a- saw you stomp on a Ouija board <laughs> that was dumped in the lane and I thought <laughs> that guy hated the all three seasons of Supernatural. Oh, I hated them. Charmed was the best. <laughs> yeah, but that's a bit witchy. It's a bit witchy. It's a bit witchy. It's for the gays. Charms for the gays. The gays and the The gays feminists. and the ghouls. <laughs> it's for the gays and the ghouls. <laughs> the ghouly ghosts. It's for the gays and the girls. <laughs> Get the charmed girls. out. It's for the gays and the, the girls. The gays, the girls and the ghouls. Ah, um, McCain. Whack a little game. pizza in the oven. <laughs> Ruby and I just cooked three full ah, McCain pizzas. I was like, how do I help? I got... <laughs> Um, McCain, and there's one flavour called sausage sizzle. Oh my god, and it's literally just broken up sausage and onion on a pizza base. You can't wipe the smell off my ass. Oh, fuck no. A lot of really weird things that have happened. I don't know if it's just me that's changed my perspective or something. I think that's what it is, but for some reason, I've been talking to animals recently. And that's not that much of a crazy thing. I've heard a lot of people do that after someone dies. Because it just helps for some reason. And... There was this night that I was waiting for my friend to come pick me up. Um, this was very shortly after she passed, and I was just sitting on the gutter of a barrel street, 
It was a bit of a dark, <laughs> dark scene, but it was actually kind of nice. I was just sitting on the gutter. There's no cars driving past. Into the middle of the street, with the street light shining on top of it, walks this tiny little baby possum. And it just sits there in the middle of the street, staring at me. I'm sort of like, hi, <laughs> hello. And then it just like sort of tilts its head and keeps staring at me. So I started talking to it. <laughs> it was literally listening to me because when I say that animals run away from me, they oh, run away from me. Oh, I believe it. They run away. They, they smell a rat and they go. You've been bucked in the face by a Shetland pony. Oh yeah, twice, twice. And you were from horse girl country. Mm. You'd think I know how my way around a, a barnyard animal, but I do not. Not that a possum. But <laughs> that's, that that's, a a clear, that's a clear indication <laughs> yeah. of how distant a world <laughs> Jack James is. Yeah. Possums are a barnyard animal, aren't they? <laughs> you did a beautiful eulogy Cute. at your mum's funeral. I was <laughs> the worst audience member because I was wearing a mask, but I was visibly... <laughs> Heaving. And the to mask the point turned into the tissue, right? The photographer Disgusting. put his hand on my shoulder. <laughs> oh I was like, <laughs> I was like, thank you. That's amazing. I know who you are. <laughs> he's lovely. He's like, he's a family friend. But she told your coming out story. So I came out to my mom when I was the ripe old age of ten. Can you believe that? People were like, oh, I didn't know until I was seventeen. I knew when I was like literally a fetus. I was like, oh yeah, look, <laughs> let's do it. Pop me, pop me in the mix on yeah. the fruitcake. <laughs> we were watching an episode of Friends and it was an episode with, with Chandler's drag queen dad. He's humiliated by his dad, who is a gay man, who's a drag queen. And I saw that and then immediately went, oh, fuck. This is like the start of puberty. I was like realising all these things and I go like, If I had a son, he would be ashamed of me. He would be ashamed of me. Yeah, exactly. I didn't want my mum to be ashamed of me because she's a closest person in my life <clears throat> went into my room got a, like a little a4 piece of paper and started writing a letter to her and i have a photo of the letter should i read it out yes <laughs> are you <laughs> joking like a photo. she you still had it can we get that framed or she she still had the letter and she kept the letter in her bedside table the whole time she moved houses and put it in her bedside table it's been there for how many years now 13 13 years this is the letter that i wrote and where did you leave this letter so i folded it up into you can see on the piece of paper it's folded up into about eight pieces and i put it on her toilet seat (laughs) she used a separate bathroom to us boys of course and i left it in there because i was like well she's bound to go to go to the toilet sometime and she's in private there and she can read it in private and i don't need to hand it to her (laughs) so it was very clever of me right minimizing damage very clever. And lucky she opened it. If I saw a piece of paper folded like that on the toilet, I was flick like... It, flick it into the toilet and pop flush. Pop it in the tampon <laughs> bin. <laughs> Written in um, year six handwriting, so you can picture it. Dear Mum and Dad, I really need to tell you something, but don't get angry. You're probably really disappointed to hear this, but it's just how I am and I can't change myself. I like people of the same gender. And there's a little crying face. I'm so sorry, but if I didn't tell you, this would kill me slowly. I wish I wasn't gay, but I am. Sorry. Please talk to me afterwards and tell me how you feel. Love your son, Jack, XOXOXO. I'm dead. (laughs) That's nice. Yeah. And she... Sat in the bathroom for like five minutes, 
Um, and waiting for her to come out, I was like, what's she doing in there? God, it was a very short note. <laughs> and she came back outside and Power walked straight over to me and just gave me the biggest hug ever. And it's like, and I, I started crying. She was like, don't worry, don't worry. I'm going to love you forever, whether you're gay, straight or a Mormon. Right, but icon of the world already. Icon of the world. Icon of the notes on the toilet seat. Yeah. <laughs> icon of you knowing what gender meant at ten. I know. I couldn't even hold my pencil at ten. I was still sucking my thumb at ten. <laughs> Very mature. But she she said to me a while ago. She was like, obviously I knew because me in primary school doing these dramatic one person plays and like it was Jack played Puck and King Oberon. <laughs> <laughs> No, that was me. <laughs> Both of us. Both of us. But the fact that she kept that note the whole time, so close to her, in her bedside table was like a thing of Panadol, a photo of her family and that note. And the first night when I went down there, I sat down with my dad and we ordered takeaway and we just talked about that note. And he got it out and we read it together. And he told me that after that happened, she went in and told him that she was so relieved and she was so happy that I was able to admit it this young because she knew that it would grow to become an amazing, huge part of my life. And she also said that she was happy to have another gay in the family. Her brother that passed away five years ago was a massive gay. So it was carrying on the family legacy. I wish I could take her gay clubbing that was on my bucket list um but baby we're gonna we're gonna be gay clubbing for her every time every time affirmation by savage garden comes on that's my track <laughs> my undies coming off yeah. <laughs> swinging around in the air feeling I'd be seeing you two in my comfort cabin that helps guide people at the beginning of their journey through the dark. Oh, sorry, are we in your house? Up here in the giant forest, you can feel all alone. You kind of look very tall and big for and a you person. Have, and you have a second head? Is that right? That's That's definitely that two a, heads. Is that offensive? Do you have a name? Two-headed groundskeeper troll. But my name is Heath Ledger, and I'm every Tasmanian's second cousin. So it is true. Tasmanians sometimes do have a second head. But they're also really lovely. Really nice. I'm going to show you in the cold, dark shadows and amongst the daunting, fungus-covered wilderness, there is magic. We didn't really want to be here, but we ended up here. We got here. And it's beautiful. Yeah. It's nice. It's my favourite place we've been to so far. I love the smell of pine. Get those boots on and let me show you something. Alright. I've only got Birkenstocks. Oh, there's a pair of boots here. Oh, beautiful. And they're stilettos. 
stiletto boots. Thigh-high boots. We're both going to have to wear these thigh-high boots wherever he's going, wherever he's taking us. We're going to a sacred place called the Hugging Tree. Well, this tree must be like a thousand years old. The base is so big. Jack, look at the roots. No wonder they call it call it the hugging tree. It's just like it's so big and old and wise. And you know how much I love to hug big old wise people. Oh who's that? The hugging tree's core might have vanished. But it still has strong roots and growing branches that cuddle the river. Is that Tinkerbell? Tinkerbell? This is my friend Trixie, the Tasmanian tree pixie. Trixie? You live in this tree, Trixie. Are your branches cold when they swoop into the surrounding lake? I love this place, but Heath Ledger, why did you bring us here? For the hollowness we feel is just another opportunity to cradle magic on this mountain. Someone you love might be gone, and nothing will ever take their place. The space they left will leave room to grow. Everything they taught you will flourish, even on the coldest nights and the longest days. Trixie, this lake is glistening. Is it fresh water? It's quite yellow. Lake of life, using my gumnut goblets. Wait, this isn't Trixie and Heath. This is Savion Blanc. <laughs> this is a this is a fine glass of Sav Blanc, straight from this river. Straight icy from this, cold. This is a fine icy cold glass of Sav Blanc, right from this lake itself. In life, only two things are constant. A hot coffee in the morning and an icy cold savvy bee in the evening. And Sauvignon Blanc was my mum's favourite drink. So I guess let's cheers. Cheers, figures. To being gay, to being straight, and to being a fucking Mormon. <laughs> yes. Lugsden, Mitch Loregano, Jared Prane. Heath Ledger was played by James Curley Stockdale. And Trixie the Tasmanian Tree Pixie was played by Lily Tees. It isn't far to hush a by mountain and your boat. 
waits down by the key. The winds of night so softly are sighing. Soon they will fly your troubles to see. So close your eyes on Hushabye Mountain. Wave goodbye to cares of the day, and watch your boat from Hushabye Mountain sail far away from Lullaby. My name's Jack. And my name's Jack. And, and together, together, we're Gun Trapo. Just fucking hopeless. How are you going out there, Curly? In this horse race, the old horse ain't what she used to be, but moving. Oh, the police are coming. Well, again, a fair shake of the sauce bottle, mate. Refugees. Oh, he's saying what? To make a difference. Well, I don't intend to stop wearing the spurs. Squat toilets? Right. Got a squat to use them and better bang the bar. And he played him like a piano. We are stripped down and ready to go. Lord Kipper, no iceberg. I want the to do you slowly. He's going trotto. Watching relax. Did your parents say you could have a party? Um, no. Mom deserves the best, and there's no better place to shop for Mother's Day than Whole Foods Market. They're your destination for unbeatable savings. From premium gifts to show-stopping flowers and irresistible desserts, start by saving 33% with Prime on all body care and candles. Then get a 15-stem bunch of tulips for just $9.99 each with Prime. Round out Mom's menu with festive rosé, irresistible berry chantilly cake, and more special treats. Come celebrate Mother's Day at Whole Foods Market. Here's a cool fact. A crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Another cool fact, you can get short-term health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans are designed for people who are between jobs, coming off their parents' plan, or turning a side hustle into a full-time gig. Underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, they offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage with access to a nationwide network of doctors and hospitals. Get more cool facts about United Healthcare short-term plans at uh1.com. Hey, it's Danny Pellegrino from Everything Iconic. Ready to upgrade your style game without blowing your budget? Check out Quince. They've got all the good stuff, shirts and polos, activewear and fine leather goods, all at 50 to 80% less than other high-end brands. And the best part? They're all about safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. Get that luxury vibe without the luxury price tag. Hit up quince.com slash upgrade for free shipping and 365-day returns on your next order. That's quince.com slash upgrade. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Did you know cats tend to hide symptoms of sickness and pain? I learned this the hard way after losing my cat, Gingy. So I created Pretty Litter, a health-monitoring litter that helps detect early signs of illness by changing colors, saving you money and potentially your cat's life. Pretty Litter is veterinary and developed, and it's the easiest way to keep tabs on your fur baby's health right at home. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details.